money over bitches. <laughs> Hello, everyone. It's the Herald and Modcast on and the HMC it's Network. Money over bitches. <laughs> and uh, we have three Netflix original films to review today on this episode. Where's the cash at? I need that ASAP. <laughs> Uh, in no particular order, Hold the Dark, Velvet, Buzzsaw, and Polar. Three Netflix original movies, and yeah. combined score wouldn't be a 7 out of fucking 10. Would it? I don't know. That was pretty lukewarm. I think that's, I think that's a high score. I said combined. Oh, but I think that's still high for a combined score. Oh, is it? Oh. Well, well, we'll go through it, and we'll see. Let's uh, start with Mads Michelson's film, which she executive produced based on a web comic. So you told me, um, Polar. Yeah, Dark Horse was the the uh, they did the comic. Ah, and it also cool. stars Catherine Winnick from Vikings fame and little Susie Tingle. What's her name? <laughs> I don't know. I try to not remember the names of bad actors. No, no, no. The uh, uh, yeah, bad actors. I don't know. No, she's more famous. She's not Canadian. The other one. Yeah, she also stinks. Yeah, but she's kind of pretty well known. So, so basically, this is a Mads Michelson movie <laughs> with a bunch of fucking mokes. Vanessa Hudgens. Oh yeah, that, yeah. that great thespian. Yeah, I'm sick of like because you had Disney fame, we have to treat you like an actor all the time. <laughs> all of them, all those motherfuckers. Like what? You stink. Yeah, she was better than the rest of the cast, which we'll get into. But I guess. Uh, before we get into that, so it's directed by Jonas Ockerland, um, who's hot right now because his film Lords of Chaos, Chaos, starring Rory Culkin, is all the rage and won like an audience award at South by. Well, it's a true story about the um, man, the band Mayhem, the death right. metal band that actually like gets fucking super dark. Like the true story. Yeah, it's a horror film. It's a straight up horror film. Well, it's a horror truth. Yeah, it's a fucking horrible occurrence oof well yeah, it's an interesting story it's like it was like lore like death metal lore for fucking decades oh that, that this is like well known amongst like creeper internet people like me <laughs> you can see the <laughs> pictures the picture of the lead singer with his head blown off of a shotgun oh. and they used it as their album cover or something are you serious yeah man it's dark it's fucking they burn down churches and shit it's a real story i'm surprised oh. they made a movie out of it it's a vice film too it's a vice production oh i didn't know that but i don't know i don't know it looks kind of low budge we but. were gonna have it at the uh louisiana international film festival this year oh that's um, fun it's uh, he was so Jonas Ackerlin made his mark as a music video director. He did a lot of Madonnas and Lady Gaga's. He's won Grammys and VMAs. Is that why this movie looked like a crappy music video? Kinda. He's. I mean, there's Swedish. some really cool parts in it though. Swedish. He looks like a Swedish metal. Dude. I know. You show me the picture. He yeah. looks like he's like you know one of those guys that never left his heyday of like death metal in Sweden. Yeah. And he still looks like that. He looks like, what's his name? Tommy Wiseau. Yes, Yeah, he, he does. does. <laughs> yeah, he totally he does. does. He's like late in 50s <laughs> with like lots of like sterling silver accessories <laughs> and a wallet chain and shit and like super dyed black hair. Yes, immediately what I thought of when I saw it. Like nobody still knows where Tommy's from, right? Was it no. ever determined where he's I from? I mean, I think now it's just like he's of Russian R- descent or some shit. Romanian or Bulgarian or... Bulgarian. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, anyways, so 
Mads Michelson, who's awesome. Yeah, he's the best. That's the problem. It's like you got the best guy with yeah. this like cast of j- fucking ding dogs. Yeah, total. And it suffers for it. Total ding dongs. And Johnny Knoxville's in it for like two for seconds. Two seconds, and also the the br- you know bridesmaids brother of Rebel Wilson. Yes, the like alopecia man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's that guy. the bad guy. But Mads, like the full bosom. Right. <laughs> they, it's a hitman squad, and he is um, turning 50, and they're all basically forced to retire when they turn 50, and the company doesn't want to pay out the money they the own. pension money, yeah. So they start killing off, you know, and he's, so he's on he's on the run from them trying to kill him. And Well, he gets hit to it, but he's also, like, the best of them. Yes. So it's... Can be hard. He's to like kill. John Wick. It's a, it's very John Wick in yeah, a lot of ways. It's very, it's like a lesser John Wick. But way lesser. Way lesser. Except for him. Except for him. Like yeah. if this was a good vehicle, and the script was better, and the acting was better, it'd be like it would be a good vehicle for him to showcase like a leading man. You know, he does yeah. a lot of great character stuff, and he was leading in Hannibal. You know, I have never finished that show. He was so good in. But that. that's the thing. He's fucking I genius, mean, brilliant in it. And but I mean, you know, everything he's in. You know, if you saw, well, he's a standout. Was it Doctor uh, Strange, Rogue One? Rogue One. Yeah, yeah he's, he's in, in Rogue One. He's Doctor Strange. He's um, but everything is in. Remember that film we saw that he did with his brother? It was like a western. Oh yeah, yeah, and he was great, man. and he was fantastic in it. That's, oh yeah, yeah. I forget the name of it, but it's and then that creepy Viking movie with the no dialogue. That's oh a good yeah, one. I mean that was almost like his little breakout, like internet viral breakout. Right, because that's when I started. After I saw that, after that, I started to see him, at, yeah. and you started knowing him by name after that movie. Oh, uh, he's just freaking one of the best, and he kicks ass. There's some action yeah. sequences in this. Where, like, he literally kicks ass. Well, he's, like, an interesting combination of, like, Sean Bean, Keanu Reeves, and Viggo Mortensen. Like, he's sort of, like, he can do what those guys do. And he's, like, 50-plus, and you buy him kicking ass. And some of the scenes are, like, fucking really well-choreographed action sequences. And it's a bummer because the movie has a narrative. And just the acting, it, like, stinks. The like acting it, stinks, and it's also it's weird because if you watch the trailer on Netflix, it's it looks like it takes place in a cold climate, and him and Vanessa Hudgens are like in these cabins, and right. they're neighbors, and right. you know you don't really. It, it seems like kind of a good northern story, you think, mm-hmm. and then you opening sequence is like. Florida, Miami, or something. No, or, it's like Chile, but it's chi- like right, or, but it's like a rap music video, right. with Johnny Knoxville, yeah, and like the bright colors, bright and, colors, and loud music, and cocaine, and gold chains, and a swimming pool, and a half naked chick, and you know, and you're like, is this the same movie that I Viagra was watching? And, what? Yeah, yeah, and I guess they were doing that to like fun it up, you know, like yeah, you know, it's fast and loose. Well, but it's unfortunate too because they lead with that, and they lead with all these really bad actors. Who are like the hit squad. Yes. And they're terrible. There's not like act, one acting of chop amongst the no, whole group. No, except whole for group him. stinks. Yeah, except for him. Even the, the uh, British guy is not good. No, he's too hammy. Yeah, he's sort of an overactor, man. Yeah. You know, he's like the... Uh, you know, head bad guy in charge. Who he like runs the the hit like hit squad. squad yeah, he's rich and he has all these like Roman artifacts, and it was a family business, and he lives in some castle in England, and that whole thing. And no, he's in Detroit. He's in Detroit. Yeah, he's in Detroit. I don't know. Which, no, that's where they go, and like it makes no sense. It's like why? Oh, 
I know they were in Detroit because Richard Dreyfus has a cameo in it and he meets him in Detroit, but I thought that was the only no, time that movie where, was actually in Detroit. Yeah, no, that that's where the headquarters is for that's some reason. Pretty stupid. Yeah. There's no castles in Detroit. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's some really neat architecture in Detroit that Although was left it over. Look like the Vancouver background there. <laughs> yeah, right. It's all in Vancouver. I know, but uh, it was. Yuck. There's and then they go back and forth a little bit with him, you know, settling, retiring to Montana, and meeting this neighbor girl, and she fi- turns out to have a backstory. But like that whole movie seemed like a completely different movie than the one. Mm-hmm. The fucking doof, cartoony rogue gallery yeah. hit squad going around to like Miami, all these different places, Where doing he owns these over homes. the top killing. Yeah, because yeah, they're trying to find him. Like, you know, he has four different properties and they're going to each one, and each one is like a zany little vignette yeah. of like high gloss murder sequences. It looks like music video. It, it looks, I mean, it's mm-hmm. not a surprise that he's a music, like, it does sort of look like this Super is very music video. and it reminded me of the movie Wanted, where it's almost oh, yeah. like teen fiction, but rated R. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I guess it's like they're trying to stay true to the comic book odes. Yes. Where it's like a movie like Scott Pilgrim is like delivered more subtly than this, you know what I mean? Which and, is smarter, frankly. Yeah, definitely. I think, it's a you better know? movie. There's like actually stuff about Scott Pilgrim it's pretty good right. you know? I still kind of like that movie but this movie they try to do that we're like well since it was a comic book we should try to like get it that feel and yeah. it just feels like toy shit you know but I, I, w- I saw it twice because I saw it myself and then I saw it again with you and mm-hmm. I was willing to do that because of Mads Michelson's performance and just like watching him do those whole sequences where he kicks ass was so So worth good. It. And just the scenes where he's having dialogue and then he's like opposite some fucking dope and you're like, <laughs> damn, this stinks. This could have been a really good scene. I know. And he's, he's, he does, he has to do so little to give a good performance and yeah. that's a sign of a good actor. And yeah. you can tell the like difference when you see a good actor opposite a fucking shit actor yep. and you're like, wow, good acting is hard. Yeah. This is a good study in that. In it fact. is. Yeah. It is. Cause he does, Mads Michelson's like fucking OG uh, Vigo status, like the these guys that are just actors they yeah. don't have to do a whole lot and they give you like everything you need from right. that performance and i don't think people that are like young or perhaps don't have the same variable life experiences right. or you know or just acting experience can keep up at all yeah like you stink i know this is a bummer because there's some really great yeah. action sequences and it is in the vein of a john wick but it feels more like a wanted and it also has like yeah. a yeah like I, that's what i kept going back to like oh this is sort of like wanted and sort of like john wick but not as good as either right and like actually much worse <laughs> <laughs> outside of these great moments uh, yeah that's the thing like it does have these really cool redeemable moments where you're yeah. like fuck yeah like whoa like oh cool i know he just killed that guy oh he saw her breath like in metal gear solid and then he shot her through the fridge and then she she shot her on the way down yeah that was cool it was great there's some really cool bits you yeah, know I a know. lot of dirty sex in the yeah, ass some- and like <laughs> in the butt <laughs> No. They make a point. They say, this is butt sex. They like, do if, not. Yeah, they do. There's a little no, like, ticker don't. tape at the no. bottom <laughs> no, of, the, of the screen that's like, if you're wondering oh, if man. this is butt sex or not. You're such a product of your generation. It's a butt. There's butt. This is butt sex. <laughs> <laughs> this is consensual butt sex, folks. Uh, no, no butts were penetrated in the making oh, of this man. film. Oh, man. All right. Don't trip. All right. Don't trip. We're just having a fun time now. <laughs> All right. Well, so I would, I would say that... It, if you're a fan of his and you're a fan of action movies, yeah, you should see it just because, I mean, honestly, it's worth seeing for his stuff. But just really take it with a grain of salt that there's going to be a lot of shit. 
too. Yeah, stuff that, but it's weird because I made it to the end. Yeah. I didn't have to turn it off or I didn't like, I wasn't checking no, my phone every attention. five minutes. Yeah. You kind of want it to be better. I did. I wanted it to be better. Yeah. And I thought it would be, you know, kind of pick up by the end of it or whatever. Well, what's there's interesting, a twist at the there end is a little and, twist. I do think that what keeps you engaged is the want for it to be better because he hooks you for sure fuck yeah and then you keep wanting the movie to be as good as he is yeah and that keeps you going through that keeps you with it yeah it does through everything even like the little ancillary characters stink (laughs) it's like why is he going to the shop every five minutes with this awful shop owner woman actor yeah like how many times there are no other shops in the small town that he could go to Yuck. <laughs> Boo. This stinks. But he's so good. But he's a guy I you know. can that's what I'm saying. He's a guy that you can watch read the phone book or like scroll through Tinder. Well, there, there's a scene where he's going to the doctor yeah. and he's literally just sitting there barely saying anything and you're mesmerized by him. Yeah, well, like, first of all, he looks amazing for his age. Yeah, he looks pretty incredible good. Incredible shape. And but not like over the top Dwayne the Johnson good. No, no, no. Just, just like, like slim but like fit. cut fit. You buy it. Yeah. You know? And he just... There's something about just the look on his face. It's like, God, he's just fucking brilliant. He's fucking good. Yeah. yeah. He's a real deal guy. And it's cool, man. And he seems like one of those guys that sort of like distances himself from Hollywood like Viggo Mortensen. Yeah, he's got like his Danish family. Right. He's a family man. You know, yeah. he's not like a part of the Hollywood, like keeping up with the TMZs. And you right. know, like Viggo Mortensen goes and fucks off. And then he comes and he makes a movie. Right. And it's good. Or, you know, and then he goes away again. It's just, that's, I, I appreciate Vigo. those guys. Yeah, man. Yeah. All right, so the next one up is Hold the Dark. Um, it's directed by Jeremy Saulnier, who did Green Room, um, and yeah, it's which written by his uh, part, or the guy who does did Green Room with him, Macon Blair, um, based on the book by William Garaldi. Garibaldi. 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 That's Garibaldi, yeah, yeah Garibaldi. Um, it stars Jeffrey Wright, Alexander Skarsgård, and Riley Keough, as in Elvis's granddaughter, mm-hmm. um, who you know was in um fury road and a whole bunch of other stuff she's making a name for herself yeah she's done good work yeah like just good work like you wouldn't know that oh that's because she's elvis's progeny or whatever it's like no i didn't know that she's a good actress yeah she doesn't use the the presley name nothing no good for her skipped a generation um yeah it does so it is uh a story about a very remote town in Alaska, mm-hmm. outside of like Fairbanks, way up there. Yeah, in a village. It's like kind of like a Inuit a village, native village. Yeah, yeah and uh, she lives there. Her husband's off in Afghanistan, Skarsgård. Yeah, and is a soldier. And her, we are told that her son goes miss is taken by a pack of wolves. Right, which and is it's very like rare. The third kid in the town right. to go disappear. And her and sh- Jeffrey Wright is a wrote a book on wolves he's a specialist tracker specialist he wrote the book on wolves right or a book on wolves she contacts him asks him to come and and help her find out what happened to her kid and so he does Mm -hmm. it's very bleak and um he sort of sets out to find them he does find the pack but right um i don't know how much we can really get into because you really sort of spoils a lot if we get too much into it but but it's tough because without spoiling things on the surface this movie seems like you know i don't know if without giving anything away it's hard to like sell this movie you know what i mean do we want to sell this movie i I would say out of the three movies we're reviewing this is the one that had the most sort of 
atmosphere. Yeah. Like I wanted more yeah, from you're it right. and I liked what uh, I initially got, but overall it was sort of underwhel- underwhelming. But I don't know if that's the fault of the director or the cinematography or the scream. script. I think it's the a script. Screenplay. Yeah, I think that that you really need it's it's a it's a film that need you need to read the book first to watch. I think. Well, yeah, because he sort of discards narrative for symbolism. Yeah, because I sort of just figured, oh fuck it, I just want to read some of this because what you know what does it mean? You know, right. and then you read and you're like, well, if they put that in there a little bit more for the audience, it would have been more fulfilling as a viewer. You know what I mean? Like you would have yeah. gotten more out of the story, and there would have been more stuff tied together. But you're sort of like it's intentionally left ambiguous. I don't know if they thought they could just make it like, yeah, yeah, man. Like that's just this is the movie. Like the well, I think they did. Yeah, I, I mean, mean that's what they did. But I mean, you know, you didn't have to do right. that. You could have given it a bit more. You know, no, direction. I, you're right. Yeah, I, and I think that it's too bad because Green Room was really good. I like that movie. And yeah, Green Room is fucking cool, man. And this is cool. Like, there's some moments in this. Like, this had some of the best. Uh, like action, action. It's like very violent. Sequences. Yeah, sh- like sort of surprisingly. And there, I mean, I think we can say that there's. Like demonic, I don't know if it's demonic, but there's sort of like definitely like Native American ritualistic wolf stuff, like cultural. Yeah, like there's like a witch doctor lady that lives in the town. Yeah, and who's that Native American actress that's been in everything? Yeah, it's she was funny. in Dances with Wolves. She's yep. literally in every movie where there's Native Maybe Americans. They require, so you instantly yes. recognize her. That's true. It's like Graham so and so. Yeah, and uh, Russ Studi. And yeah, Adam yeah. Beach. There's and like her, a handful yeah. of Native actors. <laughs> yeah. Which is, you know, cool. And she's very good. She's a very good actress. And, you know. Well, so the movie basically is like he shows up, he's staying with her, the kid is gone, he locates the pack, he comes back, and then she's like naked with a wolf mask, like a ceremonial Indian, uh, Native American wolf mask. And she does a full frontal scene, naughty, naughty. Like, oh, wow. She seems really. it's kind of possessed. In a trance, like, like she's possessed. in a trance. Or- yeah, so they kind of like lead you in this way that you think it's some sort of supernatural happening, right. perhaps. And then they sort of stray away from that. But they don't really, again, it's left ambiguous. Like, is it supernatural? And by the end, you kind of determine that it is, in fact, not. I guess. I mean, you still, it's very confusing to me at the end. And it's a bummer because yeah. the, the, the action in this is like more like true detective season one. Like true. It's, it's really like compared to the action in something like Polar or John Wick. Like this is way more like, oh my God. Like, oh. Right. Like realism, well, even like gritty realism. This most recent true detective because there's this shootout scene. It's very similar. It's an Indian which guy. Is, it's an Indian guy. Season three of and true it detective. is a crazy scene. Yeah. It holds no, 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 no holds barred sort yeah. of like, whoa, gritty realism action but you don't really i wouldn't even describe it as like action like an action movie i you know right sort of like intense violent dramatic violence right like dramatic violence that's what, like a lot of that in this movie was like really takes you aback you're like fuck like right. whoa i know and those moments were intense i like that i like those moments yeah. in this movie even though you, there's not a lot well. of payoff like there's really no payoff that's and, the problem yeah that's a big problem. Yeah, the the pay there is no pay. I felt very similar to the way I felt with that movie that Riley Keough did with Joel Egerton, that apocalyptic movie. Oh, they come at do night. They come at night. It comes at where night. like they never do come at night. Nothing comes and, uh, like, at night or by day. And like at the end of it, you're like, what just happened? Yeah, what what was fuck? this? Oh. What was that like? Well, then someone was like, well, hey man, it's really about like the characters' relationships. Oh fuck off! Yeah. Like you know, <laughs> I am so sick of that shit. Yeah. Well, it doesn't really. The story doesn't really matter, man. It's about the characters, right? And it's like yeah, that works in like a, a lot of different movies, but sometimes, especially when you 
you set up an atmosphere that like you leave the audience member expecting a certain expectation is set by right. the movie and then it doesn't deliver on that even a little like you don't have to give me the full like you know yeah. reveal but man yeah, There's it's also, very similar to that. Good one. Yeah, yeah. Hold the dark and uh, there will be light or it comes at night. It ca- or yeah. Fucking suck my butt or whatever. <laughs> There's um, so Skarsgård comes back and he's sort of going to find his wife because she's missing. Yeah, she's and disappeared. She's disappeared. And there's some sequences like you pointed out how there's one scene where he's wearing this wolf mask a different wolf mask and he kills a guy with the knife and it's it's like michael myers yeah shit. and i was i was like wow that was awesome that was yeah. like original michael myers like he's in a full sort of blue jumpsuit that zips yes. and then this wood mask and he's completely silent he's holding a giant yeah. bowie knife like bowie knife and you're like oh wow that's like direct michael myers and i gotta hand it at skarsgård he does a very like understated performance he's like you don't good. get a lot out of him yeah. but he's big and imposing yes and he's violently murderous yeah in this film so there's a lot about his performance that was cool i just again wanted to see like what what motivated his character because you're not really sure you yeah. think it's the kid and you think he wants revenge you know and that's why it's motivated him and then you find out that it wasn't really revenge and then you think he's possessed but he's not but he's maybe just gone and then there's this whole thing like i don't know if we can get into like the stuff that i actually read like the fucking breakdown of like this is what it, the you know the book interpreted it as like without nah. giving it away to the audience or the I, listeners or whatever well th- i'd say there's a lot of inconsistencies and it is maybe because you know it's a book that should have been read first but like right. they do this whole sequence in showing him in afghanistan yeah which and then was crazy he stops one of his like buddies from a rape of a, a right. local a local afghani woman and he doesn't just stop the yeah rape. he brutally kills him well, and apparently because he shows such a lack of emotion that it's like he was stalking prey like it wasn't really about saving a person okay. it was about killing a thing you know what i mean like he does in it in, in essence does save so is her. that why they showed that because like yeah i think so okay because I, I couldn't so. figure out okay why are we spending all this time over there showing the sequence is it just to show that he's not really human well, but why I, yeah. then why is he saving her then I, again I, I think it's more like he picked a prey like because basically what the thing is is like he's becoming a wolf uh, like, okay, so, you know, okay. so he's like a lone wolf you know what i mean and so yeah because it's that scene it was interesting because he very quietly he he pulls him off and then he, he like he sh- i think brutal. he shoots him but then he no, hands he her the knife him. he knifes him in the like underneath the armpit in his ribs like oh, eight right. times wolf. but lets he, her finish and it and then she he gives the knife to her and then you yeah, yeah they cut away to him and then you hear the like stabbing in the background it was a cool right. sequence then he's injured in this line of duty so he gets sent home and well, I, you know, being sent yeah. home, he finds out the news of like she's missing, right. and the kids missing, and now he's on this like fucking, you know, rampage. Yeah, and there's like this. There's an actor who is a pretty well known uh, character actor who plays the chief of police guy, and he's very good. But yeah. it's where I remember you were talking about this when we were seeing it. Is like he sort of takes over the role. Like Jeffrey Wright seems to be the star, and then all of a sudden For he's pushed half. to the yes. back. Yes, yeah, that was another weird sort of shift. It sort of becomes a story he's of the, the sheriff. Yeah, yeah. Jeffrey Wright is yeah for the protagonist, and then he kind of gets side. He gets like sick, unrelated. Remember, he's yeah. like in bed with a box of tissues. Well, because he's out in the right. So freezing yeah, he gets cold. sick. But yeah. yeah, they don't really like say that. But uh, and then yeah, it sort of becomes a story of the sheriff trying to handle this murder investigation, and, and also Wright's, handle Skarsgård, who comes back and is on 
like the a rampage, freaking rampage like killing a possessed people. rampage yeah. she really seems like that because it's sort of unprovoked and yeah. he just starts killing like innocence like right. whoever's around you know what i mean that's whoever's a sort of he feels is in his way and he also has his close friend with another native local that right. also goes on like a crazy shooting spree in one of the moments which is a really cool moment in the movie yeah yeah like, i was like fuck they right. didn't pull punches it was cool you know i liked that but no there are some cool move mo- yeah, moments there's there's, some cool and, stuff. and i would say this which is a big differentiator from the last film right. the performances are all good yes all the acting is all good pretty yeah, much across the board that's true it is good it is even though they yeah, all of the like you know uh, sub characters yeah even like the it's well cast yeah well cast well cast the, the dude that they got to play his sort of native friend yeah. that goes on the sort of like last stand rambo style thing he was good right and that scene was crazy yeah it really was like yeah, the true detective crazy. season three yeah. like very similar oddly enough i think it's more just coincidental that they're both native and go on a machine gun right. rampage in their own home it's like the parallels are very funny and it's yeah. against the police. Yeah, just the more I think about that, the funnier that is. It's so similar. Yeah. But unrelated. I don't know. Yeah, I really, I, I guess of the three movies we're reviewing, I enjoyed this one the most, I guess. I don't know. I have to think about it after we're I, done right. with the next one. Let's, right. let's move on. So uh, Velvet Buzzsaw, which is directed by Dan Gilroy and written by Dan Gilroy, who also did Nightcrawler, who, which we loved. Yeah, which is awesome. Which is awesome. It stars Jake Gyllenhaal, Rene Russo, Tony Collette, John Malkovich, and Zoe Ashton, mm-hmm. um, and several others that you'd probably recognize. Uh, and it's the art world, the L.A. art world. Well, L.A., Miami. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's just like the high art, modern art world. Yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal plays a mm-hmm. art critic, a snobby, aloof sort of bisexual like does what he wants right. you know can make or break your career with a single review yada 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 and they're all a bunch of phonies doing the little air kisses on the cheeks and right. shit and you they're know. all sort of out to get each other renee's russo is similar to her character in nightcrawler like she you know kind of she owns a gallery and she's will get no scruples no scruples will she came over from anyone. like the independent music scene like he was like in a punk band like the fucking oh, uh, right. yeah. cherry bomb or whatever you know like yeah. that kind of shit and then she sort of became this like corporate shark right. you know what i mean in the art world where she sort of you know you learn a lot about how they acquire an artist and their galleries yeah. and they sell the pieces and they up the charge and then they create a demand by you know uh, hiding the other pieces so there's less pieces to buy so they cost more like it's all that like behind the scenes uh, un- unscrupulous right when art art and commerce can you know collide it's a big that's a big part of this is like the art and commerce conversation it, right. you know and that's interesting apparently Dan Gilroy was inspired to write this like years and years and years ago after uh, apparently, he wrote well, another, a draft of the script for Superman Lives, the one with Nicolas Cage and oh, Tim really? Burton. That's what I read. While I was looking up like things about this film, and then after the movie got canned, he said he went and, like sat on the beach and was like devastated or whatever. And hmm. then he thought of this, which I guess I don't get the connection. I don't get there. the connection either. Outside <laughs> of like you know, fucking Hollywood yeah, ruins everything. Yeah, and, but like, that's you know, interesting. Yeah, go figure. I, they didn't really say why, but it'd be cool to talk to him about that. It would be hear cool. More directly from him what we meant yeah, um Z- I mean, go ahead sorry no no did we say zabi Z- zawe ashton who's oh. a british actress she was in nocturnal animals which you still haven't seen I gotta you see need it. to see it it's yeah. a really good film 
but she's kind of the prodigy of Rene Russo. She works for her gallery, but she isn't. She's trying up and coming and as an agent and yeah, and it's stuff. like art agents, right? And she's sort of a, you know the young bottom, but she has promise. She has promise. She screws up a lot, but then she this guy in her building, old man, dies, and it turns out he was an artist. Who just dies of like a random heart attack too. Like, right. You don't really get to know him in any way. No, it's just this dead body. You know, but she finds all his art, and it's—he's a famous. He's a pretty well-known. I, no, he's not. He's not. Oh no, he's but literally it's like, brilliant stuff. It's brilliant stuff that is like uh, basically she hit a gold mine in this guy's yeah, apartment, right? And he is not a known artist, and he's almost like I, feel, I don't know, like a Bukowski sort of thing. Where yeah, it's like you don't get fame until after you're dead, and nobody knows you, and then all of a sudden there's this high demand for your art. I mean, that happens to that was like Van Gogh. It was like a lot of right. people, you know what I mean? So that's happened enough in the art Pollock. world. I don't know much yeah. about art anyway, but but in, in, in the terms of this movie, it's sort of like she's comes to like a um, sort of crossroad, moral crossroads, where she knows that this could really help her career, but at the same time. You're literally like poaching a man's heart, like life, it's like soul. Well, and he apparently, like we find out that he wanted it all destroyed and he was in the process of destroying. And then he died. And he dies. And we find out later that it's, there's supernatural elements to this. To this artwork because he had this really fucked up like childhood and upbringing and then he went out and like they start to dig into his past because they need to figure out who the fuck this guy was and does yeah. he have any like ancestors that'll try to claim it and they had to they had to bring a lawyer in and say okay you didn't find the art in his apartment you found the art in the dumpster right because you know that's not stealing that's just like taking trash right. or whatever you know and so they had to come up with all of these like great shady area shit. work around yeah shady you know, they're art all shit. shady yeah they're all shady motherfuckers but it's, and they're awful people that's the other yeah, thing yeah they're, that, they're awful. all awful but you hate all of them and yeah. but they you get it, it ultimately you know everyone starts buying the collection and and it becomes super famous yeah, it becomes and this hit this yeah runaway hit in the art world who is this deese deese vitral deese is his name vitral deese right and then all the painting the paintings and artwork start killing people off one by one and but the thi- but the thing is, is is that it takes forever to get to that i mean it is a supernatural horror kind of thing yeah. But it takes forever to get there. Like, you have yeah. this whole setup where you don't think any of that's going to happen. They're fucking macchiatos and they're yeah. vaping and that kind of shit. And right. you're like, okay, we get it. They stink and they're yeah. rich and they're them. shallow and they're amoral and, you know, they're hedonistic. Okay. And then so, like, I feel like they would have got to the, the sort of action sooner. They could they could have played out the third act a bit more and gave us a bit more of the closure, killing. killing <laughs> yeah. Because like that a, happens really fast when you get to it like, yeah that's the thing they go in now dead 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 yeah, dead. Yeah, yeah and then those two will die at the same time and then boom end of the movie right you know and to me it was like this is like a lesser movie it felt more of like a twilight zone episode like yeah. something you could watch on tv of like the paintings kill the artists man well, it is a netflix film yeah well i mean but um, it was also written directed by like the guy who did nightcrawler right. so i expected like a little more I don't know. I don't want to say. Uh, I shouldn't substance. even say that it is a Netflix film. There's some great Netflix films out right, there. That's and the thing. So it's like it's not shouldn't be regarded as lesser because it wasn't the, uh, theatrically distributed. No, but you're right. I think Twilight Zone is a, is a good perfect. It is. Ex- yeah, and that, then also that's, um, people cited uh, Final Destination. 
And that's also something yeah. I came to my mind the first thing you watch it because yeah, you can it tell these like way. scumbags and they're left alone in the, the art gallery and the lights are out and they're walking around like, I'm a scumbag. Right. I'm a real piece of shit. And then like, oh, then the oh the projector comes on and who turned on that naughty, silly little projector? It must have just been, must have been just uh, the but wind. But cool. And I thought like yeah. they, maybe I sinister. thought it was a little sinister. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So there was some stuff in this that like really is... Uh, rip off off. yeah sure you know or just like you know tv like tv show x files this could have been an x files episode like a a, a double episode no (laughs) yeah that's the other thing there's episodes of x files -Files. that like shit on this yeah quite literally and like x files if they were to do this it probably would have been more interesting to see like scully and Mulder show up to the scene of like an art gallery where tony collette has her arm ripped off by a giant sphere no spoilers yeah whatever (laughs) so she's in it and like basically so there's these different art installations and pictures that end up killing these different fucking snobby assholes and like the you know these weird creative ways right that, that, like reflect the the artists whatever i mean visually it's interesting it's very colorful and um yeah creative deaths this and great cast although cast. you know i don't i mean they were all they're all good because they're good actors but it wasn't particularly like incredible performances per se no no malkovich Even, is an artist oh yeah, malkovich is in it i don't know but malkovich, malkovich yeah. it's like he's in it and then he goes away before all the murder starts and then i, I forgot he was in it until yeah. like the, the final scene i'm like oh yeah malkovich is in this yeah i was like wait why was he in this like what was to be malkovich to be i feel like whenever actor. he's in stuff now it's just we need some we john need malkovich. fucking malkovich <laughs> The fucking Super Bowl. I'm at the fucking Coliseum. I hate that. Oh, yeah, that ad. Oh, it's awful. That was funny. Yeah, it stinks. Um, I, you know what I just watched that he's in an Amazon original series where he plays Poirot. Oh, that's cool. Well, it's not cool because oh, no, yeah, it's, not cool. A, it's um, the ABC murders and it's like Hercule Poirot older in life, kind uh-huh. of after retirement. Mm-hmm. And... Um, he stinks because he can't do the accent at all and he goes in and out of it Poirot especially I like the A&E series that was from like the 90s oh yeah that was really good my mom was like just binged she used to watch it every week and I'm like what is this that actor plays a a Arab terrorist right. a lot. Yeah, yeah I forget guy. his name. Yeah, and he's that to great. me is like Poirot. Yeah. Like, that's who I think because that's who I grew up with. And at first as a little kid, I was like bored by the whole thing. But then after a while, I'm like, oh, these are really neat mysteries. Well, that guy was a great Poirot. A great Poirot. But, so, but for, you know, even like Albert Finney, who, who did the original murder on the Orient Express. And then now Kenneth Branagh, Kenneth Branagh was a good Poirot. I mean, at good. least Well, at least he... He's a little too like, like, sexy. The ca- he was a little too sexy. Like but sexy man. They, the character... Like is a very distinct character, and Malkovich just—I don't know—they're trying he's to be like actor. more real. Like, it's not that he overacts in it; it's just that he's not right for the part. It's like very bizarre. Well, Poirot is really more of like a Columbo. Like he's not, and he f- does do that. I'll give him that. But he—it's—he just—I can't. You got to like walk. It's, yeah, his it's accent's weird so distracting. Is he doing like the Brussels Belarusian accent? I don't. He's doing Malkovich. Yes, he, <laughs> he's doing Malkovich. Right. Tries to be. Does he have a mustache? Belgium. Does he have hair and a mustache, or does he have? That, he like, has a little goatee, and uh-huh. he dyes it, and then he has to make it gray again because it's like retirement. Okay. Poirot. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Anyways, yeah. well, his his role in this film was pretty inconsequential. Like, yes, it didn't really. You know, I don't know why he wasn't killed off in some spectacular way. 
Right. But just to introduce him and then have him drawing like little stars in the sand at the end because yeah. he survived and nobody else did. Yeah, that was weird. It was weird. It just didn't mean anything, I guess. Unless Not I just a lot don't... meant a lo- anything in this film. I no, mean, it was very like, shallow, but maybe right. that was the point because the art world is shallow. But like, yeah, he takes a lot of shots at the art world. So, I mean, maybe that was just the point of like these people suck and they should all be killed by the art they create or try to sell. Yeah. None of them create it. None of them really care about it. Yeah, they're, they're not very really awful artists. people. None of them are re- artists. Like, no, there's no like actual artist that's killed in this film. Right. Like as a character. So that's a statement. Yeah, there's that's a statement. And like the little the assistant, innocent young yeah. girl also escapes, and she's from Stranger Things. Yeah, she, she plays, plays the with, sister. Yeah. She has the broad jaw and the little nose. Yeah, that girl. The one who's Barb's best friend. Yeah, the sister, yeah. Tommy's sister, or yeah. Jamie's sister, or little mm-hmm. Billy's sister, or whoever. <laughs> That show. Uh, so, I mean, I think after going through all of these, I have to agree with you. I think Hold the Dark is the best of the three. I would say Hold the Dark held my attention the most. It just was unsatisfying by the end of it. Yeah. But this one, yeah, I don't know. I expected more. Like, the reason that I watched it was this Dan Gilroy. Like, that's why I watched right. it. Like, watching the trailer didn't really sell me on it. I'm like, oh, it's crazy, zany art murders, you know, right. supernatural art murders. I'm like, well, that's not that interesting. But since it's directed and written by this guy who did the fucking yeah, Nightcrawler. Like, yeah, yeah, and it's Jake Gyllenhaal and Rene Russo. So you think right. there's like these parallels and stuff like that. It was like, fucking, well, let's watch it and let's check it out. And it really didn't really amount to much. No. Not really. No. No. And then, like, Renee Russo is, like, the last one standing, and then she gets it in the end. Well, I guess you're just telling everyone yeah, what happens. Yeah, fuck it. I don't care. <laughs> you know? Uh, I don't know. You know, I mean, if you like Hall and... Art? Art. Or if you don't like or, art. Yeah, check it out. Yeah, it's man. free on Netflix. All yeah, of them are. All of them are available on Netflix to watch, so that's yeah. the thing. And they're all, you know what? It's, like, late night. You got nothing to do. I, I mean, yeah, I would actually thing. go... I would tell people... For a mindless, like, cool action, watch the Polar one, because at least you're going to get some kick-ass Mads Yeah, Michelson. I think a lot of people will be more mad at Hold the Dark than I was. Yeah, because you, you're, you're, you kind of have to be invested in it. You it, do. It does, you have to think, and you have to be there with it. Yeah, that was a big part of the letdown, is because I became very invested in it, and I was actually, like interested in seeing like right. where this is gonna land in a way yeah like how are they gonna tie all this up and it's really just a bunch of loose ends i mean yeah. i guess it is and then you read it and you're like oh okay that's what it was and that's fine but it's not satisfying no. especially having to read it on in an article you know like oh yeah. well, now this makes a bit more sense but you know it still doesn't make my experience feel better no i uh, yeah i guess i don't know it's one of those things where all these movies are on netflix you can just watch them so it's not like you're not losing out on anything and they're all yeah. probably I, w- I would say they're all worth a watch it's weird i guess like i wouldn't i didn't have a hard pass on any of these i wouldn't watch any of them again mm. maybe maybe well, I watched Michaelson. One, yeah, yeah i watched that twice so i would i that's the one i would recommend of all of them yeah because it's the fast it's faster Fastest paced pace. yeah it's you don't got, have to turn it off it's you know it's it's definitely if you're an action fan and you're a fan of his it's fun yeah, it's fun. Just, it's fun. Yeah, yeah. That's fun. So I, we also, we're not going to do this in this episode, but we will be back uh, to talk about True Detective Season 3, which yeah, we man. are hooked on. Yeah, there's only two episodes left, so we figure we'll wait until the end and just talk about it as a, as a the season, as, yeah. a, as a whole thing. Because we can go through the episodes and stuff if we want and do a bit more comprehensive. It's funny, we didn't make, we weren't able to do it week to week, but that's okay. Because it's really, I really like it, just if we're talking about it. Like, yeah, I feel like it's back. Yeah, it's back. 
Yeah, because like, second season two. sucked. Yeah, I didn't get past the first episode, so maybe it got better. <laughs> but no, I, I got know. past it, and it didn't get better. I didn't want to get past the first episode. Yeah. And I was like, this is not True Detective. This is like the Vince Vaughn show or some shit. Like, I don't know. Right. Just a bunch of celebrities. Well, so stay tuned for that. And also, uh, Return of Walking Dead. Boo. Walking Dead is back, and uh, we're getting closer to meeting Alpha. And also an, another Morton. announcement of uh, Michonne's leaving the show. Yeah. So good like, for piece, her. Piece by piece, the show is just going to end. I know. This like like a th- uh, death of a thousand cuts, you know, uh, which is dumb. I mean, so this was the mid-season premiere. premiere and I didn't look at see what the ratings were, but I'm going to guess they weren't great because the ratings have been on a really rapid decline lately, you know, but yeah. um, it was super underwhelming you know is there anything i mean there's cool walker stuff yeah, nicotero delivers yeah the different states of decay like those charred like all black zombies yeah negan's uh walking and they're like in the back of that truck like a tar truck or they were just singed oh yeah negan I mean, escapes the, for a while yeah and then comes back he goes to the savior compound and finds out that none of his compadres after six years surprise are there except for one who's a dead walker walking around i think that put a lot of perspective for him yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's over man that guy stayed but what i'm gonna guess is that if michonne leaves negan's gonna turn babyface and become a good guy and help them fight off the whisperers the masked zombies because what else are they gonna do yeah he can't be the bad guy still well it's over like what's he gonna do recruit people from alexandria or from the hilltop i guess he could well and they need a leading guy yeah, like it's not nor i love norman it's but not norman's him. not a lead no even as much as like he's loved beloved by the fans like you need him to sort of offset someone else yeah you know, or someone offset him as opposed you know and so negan yeah him coming back and like they he has this like adorable relationship with little judith yeah and so i'm gonna guess that they're gonna like make that a thing whereas he's gonna agree to help them because he realizes that there's a greater threat and he wants to i don't know yeah i mean that's i think that's their only move there yeah, like, you know because that's not what happens in the comics i don't think well and samantha morton who's gonna be alpha like she's clearly gonna be the bad guy yeah oh yeah she's the new bad guy so yeah. they have that so if they're gonna keep negan on the show they might as well have him like turn but where's carol by the way I don't know. She, she wasn't in that. Ep- no, but she wasn't in that episode either. Was Ezekiel? No. And I mean, there's nobody there that I give a fuck about anymore. Like, I mean, Michonne is there, but she, I don't really like what they've done with their character, and she's leaving. Right. I mean, it just feels like it. Very much feels like when a lot of shows do, and then you start getting these desperate, like, sort of famous actors they bring on, like Dan Fogel. Yeah, and, right. They start to bring these sort of Samantha like... Samantha Morton and like, it's like, oh, we got to like get these people famous. famous. It's like at the end get, now. Yeah, right, right. It's the like Cousin Oliver syndrome where they bring on just like new characters <laughs> and like, <laughs> or whatever that fucking Brady yeah, Bunch thing was. Yeah. But yeah, they have to be sort of pseudo famous because right. you're not going to get anyone really famous on a dying show, but you will get like famous character actors right. that Which people recognize. Which they didn't recognize. do before. No, they avoided that. Yeah. Like even, even the, what's Until the name? Until they got Ethan Embry. And yeah, oh, well, no, actually, too. and John Carroll, 
John Lynch. Carroll Lynch. He was, was that before Ethan Embry? Yeah, that was before. And that was a standalone episode. That was too. a standalone episode. Um, Which is one of the best. Is there ones. anybody else that was sort of famous? I mean, no. I mean, what about the dude who played the governor? He was like kind of famous in England. In England, I mean, but not like in what we're no. talking about. Like, no. I, no. when Ethan Embry. Oh, well, the woman who played. Uh, the Alexandria lead. She was well known. Oh yeah, what's her name? Who played the, the leader? The mom? It was it Diana? Maybe was it she? I mean, but she was a well known character actor. And Gregory was a pretty known character. Gregory actor. was a well known character actor. Um, but I'd say Ethan Embry was the one that but like he was one episode too. He was one, yeah. So but he like, was, you know, know him. You and know, everybody sort of. wanted him to stay. I they did. were like, why did he leave? Why did they kill him so quickly? Yeah, but I think you know historically they don't go with like I'm, I bet when it was in the prime of its show they got I'm sure they got offers and offers and oh offers yeah and, and they offers. didn't want to do that they no. wanted it to be an ensemble thing where there wasn't a star that took over right and that was a good plan until you know now. until they brought well and then of course Jeffrey Dean Morgan became the star yeah that was the first time they actually cast it's like a pretty a well-known actor yeah he was yeah. pretty well known and i guess they kind of were stuck in a crossroads because you can't cast a complete unknown as negan because there's such a, a build-up to the character right so if you're like it's this guy yeah like, yeah you know even if he was a really good actor it's like you still have to have some like recognition a little a little bit even yeah. if it's like sort of you know indie like oh he's big in the horror world or you know it's the guy right. that people recognize from right. this his career in this you know not you know Dwayne well, the and Rock jesus Johnson. like Dies and like very unceremoniously. Again, they they have a yeah history of doing that. You know where it's just like oh yeah he is. I mean I kept thinking okay he's not dead. They're carrying his body back, but he no he's dead. He's dead dead. Yeah, they bury him. Yeah, and uh, well I knew he was dead when the actor went on record basically saying that the show sucks now. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what he did? Yeah, basically he's like just there's too many storylines and they introduce too many characters and like no one's getting enough actual screen time. You know, and so it's like when they said they were going to kill me, I was like, okay. And that's a sad, because sad, I'm sure yeah. I mean, the di- dynamic on set has changed a lot, where it's like, ugh, everyone's sort of out for themselves, and they all trying to get their own, like, a little storyline. Like, because they open too many storylines, you would say. They have all these open storylines, and they would, they would not go anywhere. Well, like that woman with the blazer who came and wanted to give knowledge who? to Maggie. Remember that, like... No. Yeah, like, like last season, there was this woman who they meet on the road, right. and... She's got like this white blazer and she looks like oh, a business like, or like a librarian or self help person. Who the fuck was that? Right. And she was a well known character actress yeah. and she, she like, had her own little posse. She's, like, gone. They must Never have like again. abandoned that story. Unless line. Maggie went off to be with her because they haven't told us what happened to Maggie. No. And she's off the show. She's on a new well, show. Well, they referenced her too. He's like, now that Maggie and so-and-so are gone. Like, but blah, like, blah, blah. where'd they go? Yeah, where did like, they go? It's very weird. It's, it's just weird they're falling apart. It's all over the place. Yeah, man. That's right. And even like the Jadis character, I'm sure a lot of the actors that already had like big bit parts were like, now she has like this big storyline. Like she was the garbage lady. Like, I know. Done. This is not that interesting, you know? Yeah. Give Jesus storyline or give so-and-so a, you know and then like Heath disappeared forever never saw again Keith's yeah uh, that Heath's was never explained never explained I know. just because he got big from the NWA movie right. got all these offers and shit you know so yeah there's been a lot of that and I could see that and when that starts to happen I think it builds like you know resentment among the ranks yeah of like, God, it just seems there's too many dumb. of us yeah it's a, and they should go out with dignity frankly I mean I, I really think they should have gone out when Rick went out, 
Like, I know Rick's not gone out, but he's basically coming back to do three episodes where we movies, find out though. what's happened. Movies, they said. like TV movies, Yeah, though. TV movies. Yeah. But, I mean, so is it 90 minutes a piece or with I commercials, don't know. without commercials? Maybe they'll be good. I just, I really think that it's time to pull the plug. And then, you know, Talking Dead's still going on. And, yeah, like, I, it's really jive to see Chris Hardwick now. Yeah, like, and I'm not even mad like, about the allegations. I'm mad about how he went and just like scampered, scuttled in there again. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. really, dude? You know? You well, see? and also it's like you, the moment's gone. Like, moment's gone. And it's interesting because moment's we gone. rode, we have seen this up and down from the start uh, when we started eight years ago. Ugh. Like, se- like I, I guess we started the podcast seven years ago. Oh, you're talking about the podcast? Yeah. I well, no, I'm saying when, when we start. well, no, the show's 10 years ago. Hmm. I don't think so. Yeah, it's like the ninth season. So, uh, like eight, nine years maybe. Yeah, because like twenty eleven, right? Twenty nineteen now. But this is like eight, nine years. We Play came on regardless. before people were still talking about it. It hadn't gotten into the mainstream. Not we even were close. we were doing a weekly episodes of covering it. We were so into it. Yeah. Went to Comic Con, saw the crazy fandom there. <sighs> we saw the rise and the fall. <laughs> And yeah, this last Comic-Con, we talked a lot about in our Comic-Con episode how it was very clear when we were in Hall H with that panel that People it was over. over it. it was over. People were over it. Yeah, yeah man. The panel, because like everyone was there. Even Maggie was there. And when yeah. Rick announced he wasn't coming back, there was like no reaction yeah, from the Yeah, very crowd. little reaction. We People were like, like sad. okay. Yeah. We were like, oh. But like, wait, it wasn't like, no. Nah. Like, oh, shit. And like, they were more upset on stage. They were like, come on, guys. Like, let's like, keep it together. And like, yeah. nobody really cared. And it was just, you know, a sign of the times. Well, and I don't, I mean, Walker Stalker, like, is still going on. But I'd be really curious to hear what their numbers are. And I can't imagine they're going to be able to sustain that, you know, because there's so no. many of them. I mean, it'll continue. It'll Maybe be in smaller Atlanta, venues. We'll, yeah. It'll be, uh, you know, it'll be more of just become like an autograph signing thing. Yeah. For like guys like T-Dog and, you know, people that are still sort of, you know, getting off on the show. But the rise, I mean, the rise of crazy nerd fandom hitting the mainstream is, it peaked and it's on the, it's been on the decline for a while. Because like we saw that with the numbers at Comic-Con this year. Yeah. And probably because this is the 50th year. It'll be might be an uptick. It might be. It might be. But maybe, I do. But maybe I not. feel like it's. I feel like that moment. We we saw it happen, and we saw it decline. The heat, yeah. yeah, that heat, boy. Because there were so many different properties at the same in the same place. Yeah. And now that like you know, Endgame is in April. Right. It's going to be over. You know. And so. Yeah. You know. I mean, they're going to keep going with all this shit, but that's that is sort of an you know that's the end of a decade long height of commercial success for the nerd nerd culture build, nerd culture. Yeah, Chris Harvick with the Nerdist, like yeah. there's a bunch of different factors that created yeah. this like lightning in a bottle thing. Yep, because Comic Con was like always like cool, but it was sort of like cool adjacent. But then it became mainstream cool, right? But you know. I mean, I can tell you, and you know this, and I know this, just for being in the trenches, being involved with it, esports is it now. That's where it all is. That's true. And that's where all the money is. That's where all the time and energy is. That's what people are going to. Yeah, Fortnite's it's, there's the new a switch. Comic-Con. Yeah. Fortnite, Apex, fucking, you know, uh, Mortal Kombat 11's coming out this year. Yeah. You know, Injustice is still huge. 
Super Smash Brothers. Yeah, I would say that that's probably taken a lot yeah. from the audience. And there's a lot of just Fairweather fans, too, man. A lot of people that go to Comic-Con, like, why the fuck is, you know, uh, Law & Order at, at Comic-Con? You know, why the fuck is... I know. Is, uh, there's a, well, because everyone, like, you know, people were going, in. you gotta get there, you gotta get yeah, there. cashing in. You yeah. know, why is, uh, you know, whatever you know british bake-off at comic-con or like whatever (laughs) (laughs) they were weren't they i know i don't think so. no there there was like a bake-off thing there probably there was like a panel well Well, even like what's it called that stupid like the new jack ryan thing yeah that was all over comic-con it wasn't just at comic-con they like took over that whole like parking lot area where the south park thing was they had like oh they had a huge installation simulator and vr yeah just for jack ryan i know like pencil pusher. Well, VR is even like over like because yeah. it's like what it there's more attention yeah. well there's more attention in ar like that's where yeah. people are putting their money i because think ar is easy, more accessible it's way for more your, accessible for your yeah. average, like end user man absolutely you VR. all you need is a smartphone you yeah. don't need the goggles and until that becomes something that you don't need it's not going to be like in everyone's yeah, home or accessible not. or and people and like you, you, like people will do it you know like yeah, Every, people will still do it, but but it, it didn't take like the it VR headset thing. It hasn't taken the same way. I don't think no. people like the idea. I think it makes people feel claustrophobic or something, like wearing those goggles. Yeah, I don't know. People just you know, there's some, every home has a PlayStation or an Xbox, right? You know, but they had the VR headset thing, like PlayStation VR, right? Vive, yeah. Oculus Rift. I mean, when like, you go to an event, I think people do like to do it, especially when yeah. it if it's like a combat thing, you yeah. know, like the Blade Runner stuff, and yeah, that like, shit that I did at the VR com where it was like you put on and you, they give you like a rifle oh, yeah. controller I mean, and yeah. yeah you're doing like target practice and yeah. stuff and it's fun it is fun it's just like you know it's not cheap to get into it and I think for like the really good ones like Sony the, or the HTC Vive and that kind of shit right and Oculus and escape rooms do bigger business like that's a thing that's yeah, like they took over room. also so well we got our badges for Comic Con so I'm sure we will be back be over there I don't know 50th what we'll be doing 100% but yeah. I don't think Conan will be there considering what you know his they recent downgrade castrated him yeah yeah they definitely really fucking depressing. put him in like the basement of the studio I know it makes me sad I don't see them having a budget for Comic Con I know <laughs> they don't even have a budget say, for the well, basic cable we bands four Funkos we got we were on all four shows yeah so that's fucking cool man I know yeah that's great Yep. Thank God, because that was one of the coolest things that ever happened at Comic-Con, as it far was, as I'm concerned. It was like our best times. Oh, it was great times. Wonderful times. Well, that does it for us here on the Herald of Modcast on the HMC Network. You can follow us online at thehmcnetwork.com, listen to more episodes. and Free 21 uh, Savage. You know, let us know what you think. And we'll be back with uh, more movie reviews and also a review of Season 3 of True Detective. Yeah. See you, jerks. See you, jerks.